Good evening, everybody. It is Monday, February 18th, the time for 10 Dozen Minutes of 10 Dozen Minutes with Jick and Mr. Skullhead. Happy President's Day, everybody. I am Mr. Skullhead. I'm going to get Jick on the line right now. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Skullhead. Are you all right? Uh, oh. uh. No, I just have kind of a cold. There will be no. phlegm. Oh, yes, there will be phlegm. Is it a President's Day cold? Yeah, I got it at a President's Day sale at uh, Bed Bath and uh, Microbes. So okay, that was great. I was I was trying to think of presidents whose names had uh, cold symptom puns in them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to go to the doctor and get a James K. Polk with a needle. Okay. Hmm. Mm, yeah. And no, I'm not. I'm not coming up with any. And we move on. How are you doing, Grover? Man? Grover Sneezeland. Ooh. Yeah, that was a stretch. Uh, I'm okay. I don't. Uh, I don't have a cold that I know of. I almost said I don't have a card. I think because I saw the word card somewhere. So you're you're not like me in that you're not seeing things in kind of a Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> no, no, I am not. That just takes a little time. We get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you suppose uh, <laughs> no I think that goes in too many directions at once I was going to make a joke about a, a cool being a mild version of a cold and a coolage I'm just feeling know. a little bit coolage yeah um mm-hmm. I'm measuring my temperature in Fahrenheit not Calvin coolage uh huh no no Somebody needs to shoot us with a ray gun. That isn't really about having a cold, though. No, I just think that uh, literally to end this painful segment. Oh, come on. Segment is great. We came in on a president's song. Oh, yeah? And I left the mic on, so people got to hear two versions of it at once. This slightly delayed, so that was good. We were singing along. No, just uh, it was echoing back through the speakers. Oh, I see. I Have see. you heard that song that Jonathan Colton, 88 Lines About 44 Presidents? No. It's pretty special. I like it. I don't know that I've heard the original song uh, that that's a, that's a reference to. Oh, that song's pretty good, too. Is it? It's yeah. like 88 lines about 44, 44 women. girls or something, yeah. women? It's uh, like the Colton thing is not at all a cover of that song. It's just happens to be a bunch of rhyming couplets about presidents. Mm, chest cold A. Arthur. Oh, there you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, well, no, I haven't heard that song. Is it a good, is it a good Jonathan Colton song? Uh, yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty special. I'm seeing my, my Twitter is all a Twitter with people getting off of the Joko cruise. Uh, and I, I don't regret not going again. Yeah. You know, it was fun, but uh, I don't know that I want to go on a whole bunch of cruises. You know, it was it was neat. Yeah. I, I was surprised that uh, Trubs was like, hey, we should go on that someday uh, after having said over and over again that she would never, ever get on a boat. Ever. Maybe she saw that I'm on a boat song enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was like, hey, I'd like to be like that guy. Yep. 
what is that? A T T T pat pain, two pain, two two pain. Shakur, yes. What have you been up to in the week since we last did a shoe? Oh, let's see. It's been one of them weeks. There were things. This was a long. We had a long weekend. This weekend, so uh, seized that opportunity to do not a whole lot of stuff. We had a uh, an evening with uh, another couple who have a, a couple of kids who play well with Ollie, so that was nice. We like we all went out to dinner, then we came back to our house, then the kids just fucked off to the basement, and uh, I don't know, played doctor or whatever, mm-hmm. while the adults got to have adult time. Playing doctor. Yeah. And then we put the kids to bed, their kids to bed here, so that we could actually, they could stay past, you know, eight. Mm, so that you guys could start playing doctor louder. Yeah. With the, what's, your, uh, what's your take on kids playing doctor? I've met people who are horrified by the idea of it and say that it should, that you should never leave kids alone so that that could happen because it's, it's, it's trauma. Hmm. The, the weird, kids playing doctor right? is indistinguishable from uh, from sexual molestation. From like, yeah, date rape. Well, no. I mean, I'm not trying to. Uh, from I, I don't want to delegitimize sure. it by by pulling that. If there's you know? a if there's like a sizable age difference, I guess that it's a bigger deal. Yeah. I I mean, I was the kid who was always trying to get everybody around me naked, right? That that's how I was a long time ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. Whenever my parents caught me at it, they would freak out. But I mean, we weren't like touching each other's junk down there. We were just taking off our clothes. Mm-hmm. So I think that wouldn't bother me too much. Um, I mean, it gets weird if, like, say, one of the kids in the game of Doctor had been, you know, dare I say, actually molested. Right. In a sort of a harmful way, then bring some of that energy to the to the operating table. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm going to freak out about it a lot less than my parents did. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of forms of that are just absolutely innocuous, but but you're I not could, going I to say uh, set up a which, camera like Eric Stoltz in the Butterfly Effect and film it. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, man. I'm glad I don't have kids yet. Someday I'm going to have to worry about all this shit. It'll be fun. You think? Yeah, you'll like it. Do you think it's going to be fun when Ollie starts showing his wiener to everybody? Heck yeah. I mean, because you got him real excited about his wiener, right? He's like, yeah, this is my wiener. As long as he stops showing his wiener to everybody eventually, I think we're okay. So you're saying, like, he needs to eventually, like, put on a pants and go to work. Yeah. Like, at a coal mine. And when he's, like, eight or ten or so. Okay. It's okay for him to show people his wiener now. Sure. Once the pubes start coming in, I think you, you're you guessing. Knock you're that guessing off. that when he's eight or ten, his wiener is going to be bigger than yours, and that's when you'll start being intimidated by it. Yeah, that's when I'm going to want him to just keep it to himself. Mm-hmm. Well... Kids and their genitals. Kids and their junkies. Um, boy, I'm trying to think if I did anything other than work. I, given that I'm continuing, man, is it the end of uh, 
Is it the end of February yet? Oh, we got about ten more days. In the Shit! February. So I'm like, I, I snuck up on like two thirds of the way through, right? I'm right. nearly two thirds of the way through my my month of no drinking. Right. Yeah. And you're just waiting. You're just counting the minutes. Yeah, well, not really. Um, I'm not experiencing any benefits. I I would think that I would be by now if I was gonna. Well, I didn't want to tease you at all tonight, so I'm drinking red wine so that you won't feel bad that you're not drinking red wine. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, no, you you didn't want to tease me? I don't believe you. I sometimes I want... I've only ever wanted your happiness. You know, what this does, uh, what this does lead me to believe, though, is that like, sometimes when I just wake up feeling kind of crappy and low energy, I think, ah, eh, I must have had very slightly too much to drink last night. But, like, no, it turns out that happens anyway. So that's one less thing to feel guilty about. It's kind of like when I quit smoking the hookah, like, every day. Mm-hmm. And I still woke up with my, like, face just crammed full of snot to a painful level. That sucks. <clears throat> Like, that well, was one okay. thing. I mean, I guess you get used to it, but when I, that time that you came out to visit and we smoked the hookah, when I did it like three days in a row, I just felt like shit after that. Like, it suddenly felt like those mornings that you wake up after a party where you smoke two entire packs of cigarettes in one night. Uh-huh. You know? And I was just like, damn, how does he deal with this? And I was like, oh, right, he doesn't. Because once you get used to it, it doesn't, you don't feel like shit anymore. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't notice a huge change, although when I stopped smoking it a lot was right after I was in the hospital. Oh, sure. So, like, I, I have never been up to the energy level. I still haven't gotten up to the energy level that I was before I went into the hospital. So it's hard to say. Maybe if I were still smoking the, the hookah, I would just feel even more like shit some of the time. That sucks. I mean, do they think that, is that just like a permanent reduction in lung capacity? Or is it just something you got to work back up to? Yeah, I mean, like, getting in better shape would help a lot. One of these days, I should do that. I mean, that. So, so would having a unicorn to ride around so you didn't have to walk anywhere. Right. But it, there, are, there are small parts of my lungs that are just dead. So. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Man, that, I mean, that means that you can, like, write goth poetry and really mean it. Yeah, something inside me has died. <laughs> yep. Mmm. Good times and great oldies. Yeah. So, what did you what what kind of uh, what kind of hijinks did you get up to with that other couple? Yeah, uh, we just played some board games, played us some uh, some Ticket to Ride and some Small World. Mm. I think we've you just in, you in Small World, Small man. World is great. I think we've just me and the wife got stuck at a particular tier of gaming. You know, like we haven't moved on to Dominion or Agricola or whatever the kids these days are playing like the next hardest or more complicated level of games what's weird is that you play Arkham Horror a lot which is like that's definitely Arkham Horror is more complicated to play than Agricola it's easier to understand moment to moment like what's going on right um but yeah yeah, I don't know. That that's that's I would not have I would not have concluded that about you. Like I just find Small World Small World is not very easy to understand, I don't think. Oh, I, like, I thought it was. 
Well, I mean, you, what, like once you understand it, it is. But it, but it's it's conceptually kind of weird. Like the idea of the idea of spending a turn sending dudes into decline to like rise a new group of dudes. It's it is unusual. Uh-huh. Right. It's it's one of those things where you would look at it and think like, why do why would I want to do that? And it's like, oh well, because you it frees you up to do other things that are actually beneficial. You know, which is a which is just a that's a little bit of a cognitive hurdle to get over. I just don't like I feel like having played Small World like five times, I've just gotten everything that I'm gonna get out of it and I don't need to play it anymore. And it isn't one of those that I that I enjoy <laughs> enough that I will play it even though I don't feel like I'm learning anything anymore. Uh-huh. Um and Ticket to Ride, like having having played and having been able to just play like 50 games of it in a sitting on my phone right. made it so I don't think that I could ever deal with playing it when I actually had to mess with the pieces. Hmm. Yeah. I don't feel like there are a lot of pieces to Ticket to Ride. Yeah. There, I mean, I guess there aren't. But it's just, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just that thing where it's like, all right, I've seen how fast this can be. So it's going to drive me nuts how slow it is now. Right. Even though I know that's not, you know, that there are people, and I would say there are a lot of people, maybe most people who play board games, do it not primarily as a thing where they're interacting with game systems, but primarily as a thing where they're interacting with their buddies or their loved ones right. around, around a board games table, you know? And I was like, if I want that shit, I would play Dungeons and Dragons. And I must not want that shit because I never play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, there was... I realized this time that we were playing both Ticket to Ride and Small World that there is a high level of luck involved in both of those games. Mm-hmm. Like, Ticket to Ride, with all the expansions in, you will do substantially better if you draw the right destinations. If yeah. you get a lot of nested destinations, then you're just going to do better than someone who didn't get those destinations. So it's... And especially because almost everybody we play with doesn't play aggressively. Mm-hmm. Like, they would rather map out a route and try and complete their route instead of fucking with yours. Yeah. So, they're, like, there's not a whole lot of strategy to the game. But, like the goal of the game for us is to still be able to like talk and joke with each other while we kind of let's see who's going to win this thing yeah game and it I mean, gets a little less determined than say Candyland or Dominoes or something you do have some agency as a player but yeah I think but you're not world, constantly the making randomness the, you don't roll, ever roll any dice in Small World, right? So you do. It, the, On the the last combat of every turn, you can try for a combat you wouldn't be able to ordinarily beat. Oh. And you roll a six-sided die that has three blanks and a one, a two, and a three for huh. reinforcements. Oh, so yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't remember that aspect of it at all. I thought that the only randomness was in how the civilizations and the modifiers on them come out. It does depend... Like, Small World depends more on who gets the really good combo. And, like, learning the game is learning what the best combos are, I guess. Yeah. But since none yeah. of us really yeah. know what we're doing, you know... 
you know that when you when you talk about the like the like joking around i think the games that i like the games that i could imagine playing 50 more times even with the same group of people are games where the content of the game supports that sort of joking around like betrayal is just you can always make jokes about what's going on like what the systems actually represent in a narrative sense right you know <laughs> and and it is in, in in a lot of ways that game you know i mean it culminates in the interaction between players on a game sense when one of you becomes the antagonist and the other one is like uh is uh, lords of waterdeep which i've just gotten super into which is just you know there's all this like crazy dungeons and dragons shit and it's like all right well i'm gonna go slay the beholder and so uh, it's like i can tell a story about you know the particular set of things that i have going on and how they led to me slaying the beholder also that's just a really really good game lords of waterdeep i'll have to check that out yeah, I'll, uh, next time next time we are in the same place. I've only had it since Christmas, but next time we're in the same place and that game is also there, I will teach you it. Awesome. It's good. It's it's like it's Dungeons and Dragons themed, but it's not off-putting, I don't think, to people who aren't into that kind of thing. Wait, I am into the kind of thing that Dungeons and Dragons is. I've just never really played any. Mhm. <coughs> well, we were too busy playing that vampire game. I played a lot of Shadowrun. Yeah, and that was because everything was D six based. I played a little bit of Shadowrun. I think uh, that did you play Shadowrun with uh, with Chris Carrillo? Yep, and Darren yeah, Moyer, is, those dudes. He was a big uh, he was a big Shadowrun dude. Yep, yep. Yeah, that has that weird dice pool thing where, like, for every six you roll another die, and for each one of those sixes you roll another die, right? Like, yep. So you can sometimes roll a billion dice to do a single thing. That's so we played a lot of the 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 one that I played the most of was probably the old uh, West End Star Wars D six hmm. um, role playing game, which was just a lot of fun. I think Star Wars is just good. You know, it's like that combination. It's like got spaceships and wizards, right. so it's you just can't lose. I saw. Uh, Confirmation, Harrison Ford coming back as Han Solo. No, no, he's not. What? Maybe. We won't know for many years. Yeah, there was the, oh my god, this is the truest thing since the FCC giving everyone free Wi-Fi. And then the follow-up, which was, oh, this is the truest thing since the FCC giving everyone free Wi-Fi. Hmm. Was the FCC going to give everyone free Wi-Fi? There was this article that was... Actually, a story about the FCC freeing up a little more spectrum for broadband companies to use, mm-hmm. or for you know, for to be used for whatever purpose, and somehow that got written up as the FCC is going to make free Wi-Fi available nationwide for everybody, mm-hmm. and that the story, like once you drilled into it, was one of the incredibly unlikely things that could be done with this is to give everyone free Wi-Fi. Do you think that that's where that goes eventually? Like, fi- you know, 50 years from now, do you think that, like, I, I, like, I'm operating under the assumption that 50 years from now, the internet will still exist in some evolution of what we have now, right? Because right. it sort of becomes everything. It, it is a delivery vehicle for 
anything that can be digitized, which is basically anything. Right. And do you think that it just becomes a public infrastructure thing? Does it become like roads? You know, because for, for a while, there was a period of history where it's like, no, you can't have roads. Your village doesn't have any money. You know, you got to fucking go out there and build them if you want them. You know, I'm, I mean, fancy roads. I've seen a couple of countries have declared that the internet is a fundamental right for for humankind. Like, it, it's so in- integral to quality of life that it should be a right and uh, so it seems like we're leaning that way towards like just like anywhere in the US you would expect to turn on your tap and get water you should expect to turn on your internet tap and get broadbands I don't know if it ends up being free you know like water's not free yeah freedom isn't free and, I mean, ele- and electricity's not free like water is always like water is basically always municipal right yeah. Right. You always. It's always done through the city. I don't know if the Salt River Project is. I mean, the Salt River Project is electricity and water. Right. Is it? Is that where we get our drinking water? I mean, not you. Yeah. I but don't know. Like, it 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 is this weird hybrid of private and public interests that I don't precisely understand. Right. You only have one option for getting electricity, and I have to imagine that. If you piss off the electric company, like they are not legally allowed to shut off your power in the summer in Phoenix, right? right? No matter how delinquent you are or whatever. So there's some oversight. There's some, there's, there's definitely regulation there. Yeah. Does that, does that regulation work to keep it affordable? Right. Like, do they have to fight for price increases? They... We just got a thing from our electric company that said, at, fat. No, we just got a thing from our electric company that said they had requested, like they were warning us that they had requested a price increase from whatever government agency, so that if they were granted it, then the price would increase. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing yes. Yeah, I mean, I wonder, does it make any sense for the price of that to go up over time? Mm. Right, because certainly reliability increases, but also so does efficiency, right? Like, it has to cost less to generate a kilowatt of electricity now than it did 50 years ago. Right. Yeah, but, I mean... But they know, have to pay their people more, right? They're, yeah, yeah, okay. And That's the parts point. that they buy for replacement parts and whatnot are subject to inflation. Yeah, and, I mean, I suppose they also their the service that they provide is going to is going to increase to fill their budget right they'll lay more wires to more places right the internet is weird because like with with electricity somebody who uses a lot of electricity like just from a private standpoint like somebody sitting at their house a guy who uses a lot of electricity in his home does not use a billion times as much electricity as a guy who uses a little bit of electricity, but a guy who uses a lot of internet can easily use a billion times as much internet as your grandma would use. Yeah. You know? And people people get touchy about that shit. Like the finding out that like Netflix was slowing down their service to people who were obviously just ripping DVDs and sending them back immediately 
like d- th- there was outrage mm. about that and from from where i was standing it was like well i mean that's what they have to do so that they don't go out of business because you can't like you know and then and then the, the worry is like i said well you're saying it's unlimited but it's not unlimited right, right. you are enacting a limit but yeah i don't know yeah for that like i feel the same way that i did when like napster went down and people started squawking about it it's like you could not have expected this to just continue of course the people who own this shit aren't going to want you to do this and are going to find a way to stop you so like you know I back in the day yeah I downloaded music off an appster but I didn't squawk about how information wants to be free when it went down like obviously we were gaming the system and they decided to take that away and that's fine with Netflix though I mean it like you're paying for the service but you are using the service in a way that does not violate their rules but makes it so you're costing them money yeah and it that's a weird situation right it gets it gets onto shaky philosophical ground I mean they're they're free to do what they want to do with their service just running the risk of you not being you're not being with them anymore right yeah, and I mean that's the thing. If if the internet starts getting delivered municipally, I imagine it gets a lot more regulated, mm. right? Like the, the the bandwidth caps start to really mean something. I don't know. I've never run into like the fact that I basically live on the internet and I have never run into any caps on usage either here or at work. Uh huh leads me to believe that those caps are insanely high and that anybody complaining about them is just complaining that they can't always be bit torrenting a b b yeah it it seems like you would have to you would have to be just constantly downloading in 10 blu-rays at a time i mean we probably average like two hours of netflix streaming a day mm-hmm. in this house and that's that's a lot of bandwidth I don't know if that's a lot of bandwidth or not. I don't even know how much bandwidth a lot of bandwidth is. I know when somebody either maliciously sets up a script to repeatedly download uh, podcasts from the Hot Dog Network, or when somebody has a script that goes haywire and accidentally repeatedly downloads a bunch of podcasts from the Hot Dog Network, we will sometimes get a bill for $2,700. Yeah. Um, In addition to what we normally charge. Luckily... Finally having a, like, you know, I always knew that this was a possibility and that shit like this was happening uh, to certain smaller extents, but finally having a price tag on it and talking to Gaff about it on a day when he got excited about solving a problem uh, resulted in, I was like, listen, man, there has got to be a way for us to just say, look, look, computer, once you've downloaded a hundred files from this thing that's serving a few hundred files, maybe you can wait till tomorrow. Right, because there's no reason. Like you've downloaded more than a day's worth of audio yep. today, so listen to that, and then when you're done, you can download the rest of it. I said, Jeff, there's got to be a way to do that, and apparently there wasn't an easy way to do it, but there was a way that involved him writing a script, and then I still need to. I asked him for the ability to write a custom, 
error message for when that throttle gets hit, and I he gave it to me, but then I never actually wrote it. It's going to be something like, slow down, brah. This podcast is still going to be there tomorrow, brah. You can download them then, brah. Huh. I, would, I would hope that that was not malicious. Maybe somebody's listening to this right now and thinking, yeah, got him. Stick it to the man. Cost him a bunch of money. Hey, speaking of sticking it to the man, uh, did, I, did I tell you the good news about, about uh, what we have to thank Obama for, which is that providing health insurance allowed Asymmetric to save uh, $700 on its taxes this year? All right. Although, apparently next year, some sort of, some bigger aspect of that kicks in, and we suddenly save like $12,000. So that's, that's real. That, that's an actual thanks, Obama. I mean, and I guess thanks, Obama, for the $700 that we saved. Sure. Also. But it was just like, oh, man. I thought... I... Oh, did we lose you? Yes. There is saving a us, Saving us $12,000 means that if we didn't already provide insurance, it would be costing us $12,000. Right. So, who knows? Hey, you know, it's weird. It's it's hard to... Like, my last job before this, they, in one of their just, we're going to be an asshole moments. And, you know, for all I know, they were skirting the edge of going out of business, and so they weren't just being an asshole. But, like, knowing that guy, I think he was just being an asshole. They were just like, yeah, we're increasing the amount of your health insurance that you have to pay for on your own. And everybody kind of grumbled because it was like, oh, well, now I'm making, you know... 60 less dollars a month or something and yeah, I don't know maybe for the people who weren't in IT that meant that you know they could no longer ever eat anything that wasn't gruel <laughs> um, but but yeah that's weird I wonder if things change more for them right like I wonder if making it so your employees can get health insurance for 60 bucks a month is sufficient to meet the the mandates like we haven't even had to think about it because we're so we're so far past what we need to be doing legally yeah yeah that you know it is, it is a fucking weird thing you know why why is that that way why does your employer provide your health insurance for you and it makes sense that it's a health insurance is cheaper to get when you buy it in groups so one of the few places that you're in a group that's fairly stable mm-hmm. is your your workplace. Yeah, but I mean, why isn't car insurance cheaper when you buy it in groups? You know, I mean, that's a, like what is the fundamental difference between homeowners insurance and car insurance and health insurance? Everybody has the same health, so it's a more homogenized thing, I guess. Everybody no. has a everybody has a body. Everybody has one heart and two lungs. Right. Or 1.9 lungs, in your case. Except for the Time Lords, who have two hearts. Do they? Yep. Doctor Who has two hearts. Is it in case something happens to one of them? Uh, he seems to be using them both. Like, when he has a when he had a heart attack in one heart... Well, he had a heart's attack. He was, Well, he had a heart attack from in one heart, and he was freaking out because he had no idea how humans managed it with just the one heart. 
Huh. You should watch Doctor Who. It's good. Uh, should I? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Car insurance, man. I wonder what the variability is in health insurance. Like, they, they, they have these weird things where, like, you can't deny somebody coverage based on pre-existing conditions, right? Which seems, like, I'm not... I'm not typically, and this might not even be true. I was going to say, I don't typically come down on the side of big business in, in a lot of these things. But like, it really seems like if you, if you had to average out what it actually costs to provide health insurance for a group of people and not charge the people more who you're likely to have to spend more on, mm-hmm. that that kind of fucks everybody. Right, it like, it's 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 kind of like insurance welfare, where suddenly the people who are not, you know, say in the case of like real serious smokers or alcoholics, like engaging in a voluntary activity that increases their healthcare costs, and that's that's a weird thing, right? I mean, what? Because like, sure, it's it's all well and good to say like, no, we need to get together so that we can like collectively get this insurance but then like you know I don't know like it costs I I think four times as much to insure your wife as it does you just because younger women have way more shit that goes wrong with them right right and that's based on I don't think that that's based on like you know misogyny at the top I think that's based on actuarial data because I'm pretty sure that that's actually the best way for insurance companies to operate yeah and and so it's like, well, I could see that becoming a, a, you know, this is now in the crosshairs of like discrimination thinking, and it's like, well, okay, but what do we do? I mean, what what do we do if, like, if we don't want to charge her more, then that means we have to charge everybody else more. Well, I think like. Instead of charging these 500 people with a rare form of bone cancer 10,000 times more, we charge 3 million people a couple of pennies more. Yeah. And to me, that's, that's a decent trade. Like, I, I'm a bad guy to talk to about healthcare because I'm, I'm all for a, like, UK model. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I, like, that would absolutely be the right way to do it. I, I just don't, you know... But it is weird. Like it, I, I agree that the way that our shit works is weird. And when you try and... Yeah, it's like you disallow denying coverage for pre-existing conditions, but then you have to mandate that everyone has insurance. Otherwise, everyone just waits until they have a pre-existing condition and then buys it when they need it. Right. Yeah. It's tricksy. Yeah. I mean, I would not want... Yeah, I mean, that's like, you know, I pay a lot more for car insurance because I get a lot of speeding tickets, right? And that seems pretty reasonable. And it would seem pretty reasonable to me if I had to pay a lot more for health insurance because, you know, I had replaced my skeleton with cancer on purpose. Right. That's the on-purpose thing. But I mean, then, but then what are you going to do, right? Like, because there's a lot of things that make your health insurance way higher that you don't have any control of and then there are a lot of things that like you can claim that you don't have any control of 
and then get into a huge argument about whether it's glandular or you just eat too many fucking cupcakes. Right, right. And and then where do we go? Because, I mean, that's that's like a pre-existing condition that a rapidly increasing segment of the population has. Yeah. And I don't know who to believe. The fat people who say there's no data suggesting that being fat costs any more in terms of health care or the people who say, no, there's data that suggests that it does. You got to look at all the science and I don't have time to look at all the science. And I don't even really care. Yeah, I just try and go for the uh, the thing that more closely fits my thing that I'm predispositioned to believe. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> then you get into... I absolutely don't want to get into arguing whether being fat is a function of anything. Is it, it, It's the world that you and I live in where we're continually surprised that things are up for debate. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's a given that if you're fat, you're less healthy than someone who's not fat. Oh, no, 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 my friend. That is an offensive thing to say, and actually plenty of fat people are even healthier than people who aren't fat go okay yeah I mean I think in terms of pure longevity data people with a little bit of extra fat are slightly better off than people who are crazy scrawny or people who are giant giant tubs of lard right you know but I I don't know man Yeah, I mean, it did, you know, it did always kind of seem like a given. I mean, and it, it, did, it definitely seems like pretty clear that there is a causal relationship between obesity rates changing over time and diet changing over time. Hmm. And that that is surprisingly contentious. You know? Yeah, who knows? I, I mean, I guess, you know, you, what you need is somebody somebody who believes that it's a matter of of just, you know, input versus output to take the bullet and go from being really fit to weighing 500 pounds. Like, because right. it, if it's not, then that shouldn't be possible, right? Hmm. Like, if you're going to weigh what you're going to weigh and what you eat doesn't doesn't fundamentally change it, then it shouldn't be possible for somebody to become obese who wasn't already obese, right? Yeah. <coughs> you could get like you could get the opposite of liposuction. You just get a bunch of fat pushed into you. Lipo blow. I mean, you could say that with just a little willpower, anybody can eat less and exercise more and lose weight. But maybe having that willpower is a function of something beyond your control. Like, sure. How do you develop willpower? I think it is a disservice to say it's a little bit, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, it like, shit's hard. It's hard to overcome inertia. It's hard to break habits. Like, that's the definition of a habit. I mean, then you get somebody like um, KMD, who, for most of his life, didn't didn't have the gumption to do what he's doing now and has lost you know a hundred over a hundred pounds yeah I mean nobody can quit smoking until they just fucking do it yeah you know or 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 just die from some other cause or from that but it's easier for like it was easier for you to quit smoking than it was for other people that I know right do you think it was I mean, easier it took, for it took my me a lot of tries yeah 
then there are people like my wife who are just like, you know, I don't smoke anymore, and just stopped immediately. Yeah, Roy was kind of like, like, I feel like you smoked like I did, and your wife smoked like Roy did, which Uh is like, eh, a couple cigarettes now and then. Also, I saw your wife have a cigarette like three months ago. Yeah, she will still have one, like maybe one every three months. Mm, or something okay. when we're out and about without so you're just you are only saying what you know that I can't immediately falsify with data that I've already <laughs> led you to know that I have no it's true that both of us when we're on break from like our lives we'll smoke some but I will smoke like I used to which is like a half a pack a day when I'm at KOLCon she will smoke like a single cigarette the entirety of KOLCon yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. You know, I the for the more distance that gets put between me and smoking cigarettes, the less the less I find myself wishing that there was like a healthy version of cigarettes. Yeah. You know, because eh, it's like whatever. I've gotten to the point where if I really want some nicotine, I haven't had a cigar Okay, I, I take that back. I had one small cigar at Boozer Bear's birthday party when I got super drunk and we went back to his house. Mm. Um, but other than that, it's been since, like, November that mm. I had a cigar. And I... It's not like I'm... It's not like I'm... Like, I'm done with that. You know, I just... It sucks to be outside when it's real cold to do it, so that was part of it. I had my surgery, which just sort of just stepped me back from it for a little while. Yep. And it's like, well, do I want that... Do I want to be saddled with that? I don't think that it's all that harmful. You know, I mean, that everything that I've ever read suggests that the amount that I smoke cigars does not really put you at any increased risk for any of the diseases that smoking cigars are known to cause. Okay. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, like, who knows? I mean, I could just be, I could be interpreting it in the most sanctimonious possible way, but it's like, you know, it just didn't seem to be that big of a deal. And... It's still, eh, you know. But if think, anything, that was I, like, the way I don't. You... I don't wish that I could smoke cigarettes. I wish that I could. I wish that I could be the kind of guy that had a cigar once a week, as opposed to one or two a day. Right. Right. Or several small ones over the course of the day. But I just. I don't think that I can. You know, I think I have to be the guy that doesn't drink or the guy that drinks every day. I can't be the guy that drinks on the weekends. So I need to make sure that I'm being the guy that drinks every day in a way that's not going to, like, super kill me. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Again, it's ha- like that's the thing. Like, I don't think of myself as a person who has a ton of willpower. I feel like I present as a person who has some. But to me, it's just, like, you just have to kind of work for long enough to establish a habit, and then it takes care of itself. Sure, and I guess maybe that—it's that second day that's the problem for a lot of people. Yeah, that was always the hardest when I would try to quit smoking cigarettes when I was real into it. You know, I would be fine going a day, and then the second day is like, ugh, this is not fun anymore. Mm. <laughs> and I'd go back to it. Mm, yeah. Well, do you want to summon up the willpower to quit shooting the shit and play some music and then come back and answer some KOL questions? There's a bunch. Sounds good to me. I've got 13 minutes of music on the queue. I've got 12 minutes of timer on my clock. 
And we're back. Hey. Hey, guy. For those of you who are tuning in after the fact, I was playing music exclusively from the They Might Be Giants album Lincoln to celebrate President's Day. Oh, good. I get it. Appreciate my cleverness, even though you weren't here to actually appreciate it. Anyway, I didn't actually get it. I'm sorry. Uh, that's cool, man. I know you're, you're not like into They Might Be Giants as much as I am. so. No, no, I don't even like them at all. <clears throat> hey, uh, Radio Bug Bear questions. Green King 01 says, new boss, the RNG. That isn't a new boss. Well, it is, but it's the same as the old boss. Hmm. Captain Spam says, if we go to Con this year, will we be able to punch one of the leaderboard diamonds in the face for necessitating you making the cosmic bucket for them? Uh, no, but you can punch Cirrus. That's always fun. Yeah, not because it has, he has anything to do with this, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just fun. Felgod says, Hey, Jick, how did you draw the cosmic items? Did you draw the stars in black and invert them? White ink on black? Uh, yeah, I drew the stars in black and inverted them. I do that quite a bit on stuff. I even... I, I, I set up a little shortcut on my hot bar, on my toolbar, on my paint program to invert stuff. And then when it's not there, I forget that I didn't put it there. Gygax says, The Smodark pervert should appear more often if you're adventuring without pants. No. He's not a pervert. Yeah. Pachinkoid says, Hey, Jick, how about a new chat channel? Uh, slash Strildbrug for those who've been around for more than ten years. I meant to search for Strildbrug to see what the fuck that means. Oh. Strildbrug is given to those humans in the nation of Lugnag who are born seemingly normal. Uh, but are in fact immortal. I see. Oh, I thought it was just gerbed lurts backwards. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I, I read that uh, earlier and I was thinking that I would make that joke and then I forgot to make that joke. Telma says, will the tube of herbal ointment ever be implemented or is the fact that it still says that, uh, that it hasn't been implemented yet an elaborate joke? I don't even know what that is. Is there is there an item that's not uh, not implemented properly? Tube of herbal ointment. Oh, it has huh. a, it has code and everything. It has combat code. Uh, I think maybe Riff did that and did not realize that that did not make it usable out of combat. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, now I wish there was a way to leave myself a note in here that didn't involve me. Um, changing the description as it is visible to people. Yeah, I didn't realize that that was a thing. It's weird that that never came up in dev. Uh, Dermagus says, lovely bucket, two-day Jarlsberg already. Congratulations for making me feel apathetic towards the whole challenge path. Okay, well, two things. Uh, one is that that two-day run was a result of bugs being exploited, and so it has been removed from the leaderboard. And two, eat a dick, Dermagus. Like, you have been so shitty in the way that you express your opinions for so long that it is impossible for you to make any points anymore because I'm just not listening to your shitty attitude. So, eat a dick. Linguini Lad says, which hardcore challenge paths yield a stainless steel item? Uh, the ones generally, what it's supposed to be is the ones in which you play as a class that is one of the basic six classes. Uh, that there is a hardcore or that there is a stainless item for sometimes I fuck that up and then I don't fix it for so long that I feel like it would be lame to fix it later right um <laughs> so yeah we're slowly learning 
like the the whole end of the path is always like the very last thing we do it's like we should probably i feel like in general when you're designing an experience you design the beginning of it and then the end and then the middle is where it falls apart but like what because you ran out of time you know but we always just like oh right fuck sorceress or something as the very very last thing that we do in a challenge path <laughs> all right so that was the radio questions and now I've lost the forum thread because of me looking up Strollbrug. Uh, Wax says, Yarlsberg Bucket, I really don't have any objection to this, but I figured you'd want to talk about it. Or maybe not. I don't know. After thinking about it for more than four seconds, I realized I honestly don't give a shit since it doesn't hurt anyone. Yeah, I mean, we basically came around to, like, which thing did we want people to be complaining about, and oh, we'd give it a try. And the idea was presented that there are it is possible that there are more people who will enjoy and play Jarlsberg at a high level because of the bucket than that will not be excited about it because of the bucket. You know, people who wouldn't have otherwise. And that's a point that I can get behind. You know, I mean, I think it's fine. I think the fact that the fact that there are like every person complaining about it, there seem to be, like two people saying, eh, this is not a big deal, and then two people, like, pretty staunchly defending the decision. Right. You know, so, eh, 20%. Uh, how does Hobopolis make sense if all the hobos technically have a place to live? Well, I mean, a hobo who lives in a dumpster technically has a place to live. Yeah, or a, a tent city is still, you can still be homeless if you live in a tent. Yeah, you can be homeless if you live in a jail. In fact, everybody who lives in jail is homeless, technically. Mm. Uh, I've never said this before, but if I was going to be a video game character, I would be Jarlsberg. Free food. Solve world hunger. Free food. But can you not chop, slice, or grill potatoes? Can one not boil them, then subsequently mash them and apply them to a delicious stew? You can fry them, bake them? Mr. Scullet, you as the only person on the radio right now who's Red Pratchett, you must surely know of Rincewind the Wizard's love of potatoes. Yeah, not so much. You don't know anything about Rincewind the Wizard's love of potatoes? I've read a bunch of... I've read all of the Discworld books, but... The Rincewind ones didn't really hit for me, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had to... I had to not make 72 Tier 1 food items, you know? There were things on my whiteboard grid of potential things that Jarlsberg could make that I ended up taking out. Um, And people had asked why, like, there's meatloaf that doesn't cook into anything and why there is sorbet that doesn't cook into anything. And that is because I wanted to make sure that given any of the one uh, foods from a from a path and any of the any of the any any one of the foods from a path, any one of the two foods from a path and any one of the two uh, cooking skills from a path that you could make something that you could eat with just those two skills. And that's why there are chunks along that diagonal uh, security options I would really like to restrict access to my account from overseas I only log in from one location and would appreciate some method to ensure that it's only ever me logging into my account maybe email verification for outside IPs all the cool kids are doing it is that really a thing that seems like it would be a big hassle to implement and almost no one would use it for anything right I you know Maybe someday I will wish that I spent more time worrying about online security. <laughs> but I really doubt it. 
you know, I mean, it honestly kind of seems like the, and and uh, okay, so I, I guess the worst that could happen is that you could be falsely accused of being a child molester, say, which just kind of ruins your life. Right. Right. That could happen as a result of identity theft. But like the money that it would cost me if I was ever a serious victim of identity theft has to be weighed against the amount of time that I spend actively trying to prevent myself from being a victim of identity theft. Hmm. And so much of that is out of my hands. You know, like it largely doesn't matter how bad your password is because if somebody like somebody gaining access to your account, it's going to happen without them needing to know your password in a lot of cases. And that's not always true, but like, it's like, (laughs) (sighs) it seems like it is such an intractable problem that there is no point in stressing about it. Right. I guess. I mean, to a certain extent, we have to stress about it on people's behalves and we have to keep our shit secure. But like, we had pretty much the worst thing that could happen happen and it wasn't a big deal. You know, somebody got unfettered access to the database server at some point and they didn't just ruin anything. You know, they didn't ruin anything. They fucked a little bit of shit up by accident. You know, it was a different case where the access resulted in malware being emailed out to everybody. But again, that is a worst case scenario. Right. And it happened and everybody pretty much got over it, right? It was, it sucked and it was embarrassing and I feel like I feel like an asshole that I allowed it to happen through negligence, but the negligence involved having installed some software a couple years ago, you know, yeah, like that we were using for something and it's like, well, fuck, (laughs) you know, but again, like the amount of time that we had to spend cleaning that up and hopefully the amount of time that it cost people, you know, Maybe there were a dozen people who had to, like, reinstall Windows or go to the Geek Squad because of the malware that they got from from clicking on that thing. And that sucks. But, like, could have been worse. You know? And good job. Uh, Wack continues. Jarlsberg, like a lot of the other content, the redesigned quests, such as those at level 8 and 9, and the upcoming one at level 10, represent a large amount of effort on the part of you and your company with no direct increase in revenue. Nobody is paying for this content. All your money comes from items of the month. But but it is some of the best content in the game that we're receiving for free. And that being said, the Jungman, which is $20, was received extremely well due to the huge amount of content it offers, yet players can spend me to buy access to this content, corresponding to a potential $0 gain for you. I'm also idly wondering how well the Jung sold compared to last year's content familiar and the early content familiars before that and again compared to regular monthly familiar, though this isn't my question yet. Well, I mean, we don't have any idea, right, how it's going to how it's gonna go until it goes. Right. Um, I have always felt like the right split between content that you pay us for and content that you don't pay us for is like 10%, 90% in terms of the effort that we put in. And... Because items of the month have become such a big vector for putting stuff in, I think we've missed that mark a lot of the time. But, like, generally, you know, my goal with these quest revamps is to make the game more comprehensible to people who are playing it casually. And I that's not 
a thing that you should have to pay for. Right. Right? Like, the the basic features of the game should be free. And we've also always been fairly, like, because it is, it would be so easy for us to get sleazy, you know, rhymes. Yeah. That we, we tend to stick to, like, more cautious guns than we would probably need to in terms of, like, we we want to make sure with these content familiars that you can get the stuff in the mall to experience the content if you want to. Be- because here's the thing. Having that stuff available in the mall, especially having stuff available in the mall that is precious and scarce and costs in the hundreds of thousands or millions of meat, that also encourages a lot of a certain kind of people to give us money. Because since we don't separate the cash shop currency and the regular game currency there is it it prompts the thriving speculation market which drives more donations and it makes it so a lot of people they say well I'd like to get you know a bunch of these things that unlock new content I might as well circumvent all of the farming that I would have to do by just donating and then selling the thing for 10 million meat right which you can always do you know it's it's weird the things that are related to it. Like putting out a new clan dungeon would create a big spike in donations because people would think, "Oh fuck, I I don't have enough meat to run this five times this week, and I really want to run it five times this week, so I'm going to donate so that I can open this up for my clan ten times." You know, and it's like so you know making the game better makes people trust us. Making people trust us makes people give us money. Like. The thinking is basically let's try to earn money by deserving it rather than let's try to bilk people out of as much money as they will possibly give us. Right. Um, how do you decide what content you want to work on and whether or not you want to charge for it? Well, we charge for a very limited number of things and there, there's a pretty established rubric for which things those are. You know, I mean, I was really nervous about selling the con familiar, and there were some people who were like, oh, this is a violation of our trust, you know? But it turned out to mostly be a thing that just lets people help us offset the costs of con and, like, makes a bunch of people happy that they get some new shit to play with or some new shit to sell in the mall, you know? And it's whatever. Uh, Ryan Janili says no sarcasm or bile I find it funny that due to the don't buy this because it's not how we want you to play the worst way to view each choice is if you buy the bucket you're a dick stabber if you don't you don't want to give Jick money yeah that's fine this is the thing that is that like we wouldn't do an item of the month that we told people not to buy but an ancillary thing that it occurs to us to put in Mr. Store you know so again I was also really worried about Monster Manuel because it makes me nervous to put something new in Mr. Store or outside of the regular establishment. Like, nobody's going to be pissed off. Oh, another item of the month, huh? What a cash grab. But, like, with Monster Manuel, everybody's like, fuck yeah, this rules. Uh, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, we had some people suggesting that we were charging for what was essentially an interface update. Did anybody other than me suggest that? I thought it was with JLE or one of those dudes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely that. came up. And I think our response was, fuck you, because we kind of agree with you. Yeah, well, I mean, it was but, like, yep, I, I am worried that that's a thing we're doing. But, I think you we, know, it's also like, 
I would not feel weird charging somebody $10 for a book I wrote of 3,000 jokes. Right. You know, like, that is a thing that is worth some money to somebody. Yeah, that, like, we then poured content into it until nobody had any doubt that it was worth the money. And it was yet another thing that results in us doing more work to do the basic drops of content on an ongoing basis. Right. You know? Service after the sale. That is our commitment here at the Kingdom of Loathing. Uh, I look forward to playing Jarlsberg in about two months after my current series of runs, though I guess I can interrupt it. Damn it, Jake, why do you have to release Avatars during the school semester? I have students to be responsible for. Well, Jarlsberg has such low turn gen that you don't have to spend a whole lot of time playing a run. You know? People ask why... Well, we'll get to this. We'll get to this question. Also, this item is for players who want to skip past all the character development. Will you plan a challenge run in which you take multiple runs to develop the story? Heck, will you plan a multi-run story-centric side quest? That is something that Hot Stuff has always been, ever since Ascension rolled out, really enthusiastic about. But I don't really know... It's... it, it There has never been an opportunity that presented itself really readily for that kind of thing. You know, just doing some little side quest that had 12 different stages that you could only do one of them per ascension. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a neat idea, but where would that be and what would it be, you know? I mean, I guess that's our job as creative professionals is we'll fucking figure it out, right? Uh, let's see. Richard Baby 4000 says, If there were a Hollywood blockbuster KOL movie, who would play each class? Sorry, Matthew Lillard for all of them is an invalid answer. No, no, no. Matthew Lillard would play the hidden seventh Matthew Lillard class. Absolutely. So, uh, do we want to want to get into that one? Yeah. You want to delve? I think uh, the dude who plays Thor needs to be our seal clubber, probably. Okay. Uh, that guy who played Titus Pullo in Rome could be the turtle tamer. Mm-hmm. Or he could be a seal clubber and, uh, and the tur- turtle tamer maybe like a William Wallace-era Gibson. Hmm. De- Debbie Gibson. William Wallace-era Debbie Gibson. <laughs> right. Debbie Gibson from the 14th century. Are we, are we showing a bias when we decide that these are all <laughs> men? Okay, so Grace Jones as the female seal clubber. And Francis McDormand is the female turtle tamer. Sure. Okay, so Dylan McDermott for the yeah Dolmet Baruni. Um, I don't know who I don't know who that is. Oh, I just always think of Dylan McDermott and Dermot Mulroney. It's two two guys who have names that fit together nicely. Anyway, no, I'm sorry. Matthew Lillard would play the Polly Shore class. Wow, I fucked up my own joke. Oh. Uh, I I want there to be a biopic, a biopic of Polly Shore's life where Matthew Lillard plays Polly Shore. Hmm. And then Tom Green writes it and directs it, and it's just a fictionalized account of Polly Shore's life. Not it has nothing to do with his real life. <laughs> this is the movie that I want. Uh, okay, so then uh, for male postamancer, um, Christopher Lee, female postamancer, Maggie Smith. And the sorcerer, uh, female sorcerer would be, who's that woman 
who I can never remember her name, who was in Prometheus and was the queen in Snow White and the Huntsman. Charlize Theron. Yeah, Charlize Theron. And the male sorcerer is Brad Dourif. Okay. Male disco bandit is John Travolta. But a young John Travolta. Yeah. We would also accept Antonio Banderas. A female disco bandit is Heather Graham. Like Boogie Nights era Heather Graham? Yeah, yeah. No, just Boogie Nights <laughs> Heather Graham, basically. Right. Um, yeah, maybe Banderas is the accordion thief, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes a little more sense. Oh, and Penelope, um, Penelope Cruz. Yeah, I was going to say Selma Hayek, but yeah, Penelope Cruz would work. All right. Nice question, Richard Baby 4000. Uh, they is says, hey, I love the Earl's Bucket, but I don't really want to play Zombie Corps for the Factoids. Can I have a Zomb Bucket, too? Don't pretend you don't want my money. I would give it to you. Eh, I'm, I don't think that's a thing that we're going to do. Somebody else later suggested a Boris Bucket. Um, Alibit says, can we have an option to display familiar count on profile, please? Huh. Yeah, okay. Hmm. It could, um... It could show that above the like if you just if you have your familiars public, it could show that on where it shows your terrarium. Uh, I eat food says hi, Jake. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, there was a level thirty Boris reward, and as a collector, I went for a hook, line, and sinker. I've done it for the zombie path in a heartbeat, if there was one, and had no complaints. I was thinking that future paths that have a level thirty reward should have more slayer slash killer type mini bosses, like the hippie frat war does. Personally, I go through the war as fast as possible, and I miss them all, but others go through it just to fight them. If there was something besides kill the naughty sorcerers to grind a level 30, it would feel more like a run that you totally completed versus just put up with. Yeah, I never got a chance to fight the Bruce Campbell hunter as I never hit 14 on my zombie run, so he was sadly missed on players like me. Just knowing there are two more hunters I won't kill every run sucks. I read the text for them a few times. Yay, wiki. The actual fight is yet to happen. Having 30 different mini-bosses would motivate players to go for the level 30 just for that, and the reward would be that in itself, plus whatever tattoo or item comes with it. Also, Manuel is a thing, so that too. You know, that's a pretty neat idea, actually. I mean, it would be kind of like extending the Nemesis quest out to higher levels, but, like, just more broadly. Yeah, I, li- I like that. Uh, because there there aren't really any non-Clan Dungeon or C things where there are, like after core level gear drops and stuff so that'd be a that'd be a neat way to do some of that i mean even just like wandering monsters that you only hit if you were level 20 or higher you know that's kind of cool not like all the time but you know maybe every 300 to 400 turns you know it's just some like big bad guy and maybe he's got like a he drops like a dick knife or maybe his name is dick knife and he drops a handkerchief <laughs> with Neosporin on it. Uh, it's my birthday today, says Log from Blamo. It just so happens that I get a paid day off from work because it's also President's Day. Doesn't happen every year or at every job, but at least it happens sometimes. Why is it, do you think, that people get days like Columbus Day off, but they don't get the day off of their own birthday anniversary? I don't know, man. It's because there's no fucking justice in the world. I, the guy at the coffee shop today asked me, oh, you have to work on holidays? And I said, hey, well, it's like, I asked him what holiday it was because I didn't know. And okay. I was like, I, I'm the boss. I also worked yesterday. He was like, oh, okay, cool. 
I thought I would have a funny conversation with the guy because I was he was like, "What do you got? What's going on today?" And I said, "Well, I got to go to work, but first I have to stop and buy some lettuce." Because that was the thing that was true, but that's not a thing you would tell somebody. Sure. And he said, "What's the lettuce for?" And I said, "I eat it for lunch." Yeah, you're that's anti-conversation chicken right there. <laughs> it's, what? What's anti-conversation chicken? No, anti-joke chicken is the the meme for you know, the guy who chimes in on a joke and spoils it. Mm-hmm. Anti-joke chicken. So yeah. Oh, was there? A, what should there have been a joke? No, I was I saying really you were. You were lettuce. I was just being honest. You were. You were anti-conversation chicken. Oh, and he okay. says, "What do you do with the lettuce?" You didn't say something like clever or like bouncing that ball back. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, it was more. Oh, I'm gonna eat it. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. But okay, so man, now I feel like an asshole. Yeah, maybe he wanted to just sit down and have a, a deep chat with you about lettuce, but you just shut him off. I put on that why do you, hat. Why do you push people me away? That I look like a hipster wearing the hat, and then when I went through the coffee place, they said, "Nice hat, man." I was like, are they fucking making fun of me now? Now I'm all self-conscious. <sighs> Vernacio says, how does one wear a Mr. Accessory? Is it a clip-on, a pin, a necklace, or what? I always imagine it as hung from a chain around your neck, but, right. it, you know, it's like a pin. You can put it on your belt. It's like a, it's like a badge with a loop. Hmm. Um... Man, Boozer Bear got this thing once, and he only got one of them, and I never, ever found where you could buy them, but I totally wanted them as, like, con favors, uh, which was just a, um, it was a smiley face necklace with bubbles in it. Yeah, Which, I didn't want the bubbles, really, but, like, it was like, oh, Mr. Accessory, it's just a necklace that's a big happy face, and it also costs, like, 13 cents, because it's just some Chinese plastic thing. And why is that not a thing you can get? You know, I think we made Mr. Accessories for the Feelies packs, but they were just those buttons that you stamp. Right. You know, with the actual game art of the Mr. Accessory smiley face on it. And that sucks. Here's some for, uh... Well, if you order 500 of them, they're 77 cents a piece. Mmm. Yeah, I haven't looked in a long time. You can put our, our logo on the back. Oh, yeah. Rachel Ely says, would you make Challenge Pass to test out future updates? For example, a path where all consumable adventures are cut in half and turns from spleen translates into stats or something? There would have to be more ideas, but that could be one restriction. Um, I mean, we've certainly... We have certainly determined that it is not going to be a big deal for us to completely replace the tower if we decide to, just from doing Challenge Pass where we did exactly that, or Challenge Pass where various elements of the tower were made to not be a thing. Right. You know, like this one where you don't need the wand. Like, we know that we can do that because we did it in a previous path and it just wasn't a big deal. It didn't suddenly make it so there were all these one-day runs or anything. Guyye says, why isn't there a skeleton-based shirt? I need to be able to fill every equip slot with skeletons, damn it. Oh, man. There could be one of those skeleton jackets from the Karate Kid. Hmm. Well, no, wait. That was just a shirt or like a leotard a unitard and then they were wearing a gray hooded sweatshirt over it uh, also buckets the ascension log should list the number of jarl shards used uh, no need to be more spiteful than that but it'd be nice if we could see how many ascensions people have done with money no I, I think that 
there's no need to be as spiteful as that if that's the reason you're suggesting it. Uh, Paragon 99 says, any chance we get plus karma for doing old challenge paths? Say the plus 37 oxy or the plus 23 dietary? Maybe variable plus karma based on path difficulty? Wait, there... I thought we did that. We agreed that it was okay. Maybe I suggested that to Chris and he thought it was a good idea but then didn't actually do it because fucking word realms. Um... And only somebody I eat food disagrees with this, but it's only the first time. We only we talked about only doing it in the first time. You do it. Uh, Talana says, "Can I send just on your profile be underlined so people can tell it's a link, and also any other links that are obfuscated on that page?" You know, I just hate the way that shit looks when it's underlined. Hmm. I don't know why underlining links bothers me so much, and there are certainly places where I let them be underlined, but you know, not a lot of places. Um. Yeah, the 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 typography is really inconsistent. Uh, will we be able to tell? Says catch ups from an ascension history. How many Jarlsberg skill points player had in a run? It'd be nice aid for comparing runs. Yeah, not as it stands. Uh, did you or would you consider for another path a system where you get more skill points per run for the first few or the nth runs? This could reduce the total number of runs needed to get competitive without a device like the bucket. Well, not for people who consider competitive play to be to require being maxed out right and there are those people um, so i don't think that that would solve that problem smelltastic says could we be allowed to shrug off gristle sphere no shrugging is only for stuff that you get uh, against your will shrugging is only for things that are literally equivalent to being raped in kol uh, Bio says, hey, Jick, Jarlsberg is rad as hell, but he seems to be a little obsessed with bread. It seems he can't cook anything without at least a little dough. Was this intentional, or did all the recipes that came to mind just naturally require this stuff? It's more the latter. You can't make a lot of stuff without bread. Like, and, I mean, Jarlsberg's obsession with bread paves the way for Postamancery to come up. Nobody got the... I don't know if anybody got the subtle reference where I explained that debates about the methods that Jarlsberg used for frying things created religious wars between various sects mm. among them the deep fat friars and that they were the ones that won and that all of the other friars were murdered oh wow man yeah that's really cool I like See, there's, there's some cohesion like in some of this yeah. stuff every once in a while as soon as I can get my ass back to Valhalla I'm going to do some Jarlsbergery ooh nice but I think uh, I saw in the log uh, that right after you asked for it, Chris made it so you can reset your runs at any time. Like, because yeah, I reset it when it was still not possible to pick it, so I reset it like three hours before it rolled. Oh, okay. If at any point you want me to, I always just like as a shorthand. I just use if player ID equals one rather than if is GM. Mm-hmm. Player ID. I try to get into the habit of that if you want to start messing with this stuff when it's half baked. Yeah. Um, the o- Theo side, the O side. Um, <laughs> no, the the O C I. He's the He's middle some kind of the of month reagent that reacts only with Orange County. Yeah. Um, uh, seconds the idea of a multi-run story-centric side quest. 
Mm. Uh, Malik asked if we could please reduce the proc rate of random events for the Chibi Buddy. Uh, I don't know how those work, uh, so we can ask uh, ask Uncle Hot Stuff in the next questions thread, and he will uh, he will rationalize his decision, or we will discover that there is a bug or something. Hand Hand says, "Oh man, what a good avatar." Uh, I really, really like the fossilized necklace. Any chance of another item you build the bonuses of separately at some point? Maybe one tied to 100% familiar runs? It could give plus 1% candy drops for every candy familiar you've done 100% run with, etc. Yeah, I mean, I like I like that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, it'll happen. Uh, Poitnarf says, Chick, how long until you start reading AOJ as Age of Jarlsberg? Ah, right away. Pobblebonk says, question for the ASM crew. What is your favorite knife in KOL? Hint, I might try to make it. I'm going to look and see uh, what all the knife what all the knives are. No, I'm not because I'm not logged into the Kingdom of Loathing. We just have a we have a guy who knows how to make knives. That's, Ooh, I don't know. That's fantastic. The vibrating okay, so cyborg knife. Let's see. Type equals knife. Ah. That's not that's not what that's called. Item class equals knife. All right, so what do we have for knife? We have asparagus knife, wooden stakes, saber teeth, bat blade, Dr. Hobo's scalpel, huge mirror shard, cloaca cola issue combat knife, ice sickle, star stiletto, obsidian dagger, chisel, chum knife, octopus's spade, elven whittling knife, sugar shank brand new key, skate blade, poison pen, trout fang, boning knife, soul knife, iron dagger, butterfly knife. Huh. I think the boning knife is kind of cool because it has a bone handle. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything that has to do with boning, I'm down with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the obsidian dagger is kind of uh, conceptually neat. Dr. Hobo's scalpel isn't really a knife. It's more of and a scalpel. Pretty much just a scalpel, yeah. Uh, continuing... If I can find that question, I have a lot of tabs open all of a sudden. Uh, lower medium, or Age did just says, lower medium skill avatar of Jarlsberg runs present an unprecedented amount of interesting choice in the skill trees. It'd be a shame to get permanently blocked out of this when you have a lot of points. So, would you consider allowing us to choose how many points to start with when ascending into the path? I wish that I didn't object to that so strenuously. The interface in Valhalla is better now, and maybe if I do some soul-searching, I would be a little more amenable to optional stuff like that. Uh, let's see. Ray Janili says, Humbly request a familiar you get for doing a leaderboard run that acts as a third-turn jack-in-the-box every turn, but also is an OAF, is a black cat independent from the OAF, 100% stab bat, 100% scary death orb, comes to Titus at the start of each combat, randomly heals your opponent, randomly levels your opponent, then get some popcorn and sit back. Mm. Um, let's see. Wow, this is long. Uh, Bahu says, already blew through radios or already blew radio silence by asking a question above, but oh well. Catching up on old podcasts, I realized that I hadn't actually been listening to that podcast about a game I hadn't been playing for two years, and I have binged on everything so far from the Valhalla revamp to Halloween, and should finally catch up on the present day soon. Naturally, this got me playing the game again, coming off a two year hiatus that itself was following a three year hiatus in like one month of being around, so it's been closer to five years since I really play played the game. Finished up Bad Moon Run that burned me out previously, libered up by doing some normalish runs, met a few nemeses, even got some fisting in before Age of Jarl's Joris started up. 
Age of Yoris. Ah, oh, that's a good. That's a good name. Nice. That's the new real name. Uh, I think I may have finally caught up on all the new toys. For some reason, I kept buying items of the month, even though while not playing. I am the dumbest consumer. Oh, but you're the best consumer. And it's like I'm playing a whole new game. TLDR, you guys are great. You've been doing amazing work for the last five years. And if my memory went back that far, I'd probably have great things to say about the five years before that. Haven't listened to the rest of the podcast yet, but I'm making steady progress. I'm eager to hear about all the things that you finally finished, like the level 10 revamp, talk about the Crimbo of 2012 that greeted me on my return, and things that couldn't possibly have taken this long, like Word Realms, the Quest Tracker, or something else I know perfectly well isn't done yet. And Word Realms is so close, and the Quest Tracker is going along with the Quest revamps. Um... So I, I think that level 10 is going to roll out like probably an hour after rollover, um, which I hope doesn't make people sad, but you're not going to have to redo the quest if you've already done it. The way that it works, it uses this, these same flags uh, in more or less the same state. Um, oh, shit. Do you remember writing an intro non-combat for the, for the airship? You did, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay, so I didn't put it in there because I didn't want people to freak out about something changing, but I couldn't remember if that was actually done or not. Um, my approach to the quest tracker with level 11 is it, that's going to be rough because basically it's going to be like, all right, well, you get the quest. Now go to the black market, get these uh, identification documents. Now you need to go to the shore. So what's the first step in that? Well... It's either buy a bus pass or go to the guild and start the car quest. And that's rough. Um, adding a quest tracker to guild quests is going to be weird. Because the logic in those is kind of convoluted in there because of all the conversation depth. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, like I said in a thread earlier, I'm really dreading dealing with the quest tracker in levels 11 and 12. Um, Boo Peak says MXC, folks who crank resistance up high enough never get to see seven-tenths of the full depths of the horror. Would it be hard to randomly choose a battle site to start the cycle from? They're all lovely bits of business. It does randomly start a battle site to start the cycle from, doesn't it? Yeah. Or yeah. does it go through them in order? I thought it was random. I thought it was too. Look at that. Uh, oh man, that's not what I meant. Uh, let's see. The choice spin there. What choice is that? Six eighteen. Six six twenty. Six ten. I remember it because I typed it in a whole bunch of times, but I apparently don't remember it. Here's all these great large ones now. Oh, come on. The horror, I'll just search by name. No? 611. I was so close. All right, so in the pre-ex block, <laughs> if you do not have... Oh, yeah, okay. It does just always start it at 1. Mm -hmm. Level 9, which horror... It adds which horror of H. Yeah, huh. Okay, I'm surprised I did it that way. I should look at that. I don't want to mess with it now because that code was real tricky to get working because I needed to make something that didn't work the way that anything else did rather than there being a whole bunch of different choice adventures with different content. It was pulling in stuff from a big word bucket. 
Oh man, I think I accidentally closed the frigging questions thread. What is the matter with me? Come on, Mr. Scullard, what's the matter with me? Uh, how much time you got? Mm-hmm. Um, 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 um. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hey guys, says Sandwich Dude. I want to say that Age of Jarlsberg is super awesome and the existence of the comic bucket, Cosmic Bucket has in no way ruined my enjoyment of the game. I totally understand the reason for its existence and I think it's no more harmful than the optional microtransactions for crafting resources in Dead Space 3. Things I don't use don't hurt my gaming experience. Now those things are pretty unpopular in the circles that I listen to, or at least their presentation is unpopular. Like it's not a big deal in the fullness of time that those microtransactions things exist and sort of accelerate your progress like by the time you get to the mid game you don't feel like they're that big of an advantage anymore but the way that they're presented is really off-putting to a lot of people so I think that there are some lessons to be learned from even the fact that you drew that comparison while it doesn't bother you so thank you That's a, that is a perspective that I had not considered uh, anyway question are you considering adding Boris's buckets of beef and a bucket of brains to Age of Boris and Zombie Slayer I'm pretty sure the answer is no it is no but Boris's bucket of beef has made me giggle all day and I wanted to share it it's almost as funny as a bucket of banana salad nothing is as funny as banana salad I don't know WDO, Boris's bucket what? of beef is right up there yeah okay okay WVO Quine says, one, the way gold reward for Avatar of Jorlsberg needs to have the word statuette appended to the end of its name to bring it in line with the other statuettes. Uh, thank you. I did that earlier. Two, now that we have all these skill point challenge paths, can we have one easy location to see how many points we've accumulated in each of the paths? Hmm. I'd like to look over a bunch of possibly graphical meters in order to see at a glance which paths I could improve in order to feel proud about filling meters up and in order to make the goal of completing the paths feel more satisfying. Huh. How would we choose the size of the meters for things like that? Like, uh, the meter would stop when you start a run with all the skills, maybe? Right. So that would be a slightly different number for various paths, but... Uh, three, can you talk about the design decisions involved in making Jarlsberg's food matrix and recipes? On that topic, why does Jarlsberg's food not give effects when eaten? Seems like his food would be very magical and that magic food would be a very Jarlsberg-y way to buff up. Well, it gives a ton of stats, although apparently what I consider a ton of stats is not what people consider a ton of stats. Um, yeah, I mean, I made all the food based on just kind of trying to divide up food conceptually. Uh, and then I drew a grid and I started marking down the things. And then I balanced all of the tiers of food really badly because I balanced it based on how many skills it required, but not where the skills were in the trees. And so that, it turned out to be all right, but it was a little bit of like, ah, oh, fuck. I would have done this differently if I had been thinking about it clearly. Um Zhao Lin says, comment on the buckets. I love the idea. I'm in no way a hardcore leaderboard player, but I'm definitely getting one, but not now. I like the progression aspect of these paths, but the progression gets old quickly when you don't get to keep skills forever. Your runs get better and better over the next three months. It's fun at first, but after you're about halfway through, it gets tedious, and that's when I'll get the bucket to help finish it off. Um, well, cool. That's yet another way the bucket makes somebody happy. Any chance at a Librum as the April item of the month? Next month is obviously some sort of Jarlsberg equipment, but a Librum would be some compliment to the MP you get in Jarls, at least right now. That's a thing to consider. Why is it, says World Wizard 89 when you use two buckets and then try to use all 30 shards, you can't use the 30th one? Seems a little strange to me. Yeah, uh, it worked out that in order to 
get every skill at the beginning of your Jarlsberg run, you had to do a fucking prime number of Jarlsberg runs just by accident. Uh, so there was no amount, there were no amount of shards that I could put in a bucket short of 29 to make it so a integer number of buckets would give you exactly as many as you needed. I think in a way it's nice because it makes it so you will just sell that one so that there will be those skill points in the mall for people that want to buy you know a handful yeah the, you know that's pretty cool those are in there for like 800,000 meat I like that I like that that is a thing that is available to people now I've lost the tab again Mr. Scullard why do we keep opening so many tabs I don't know. You're a strange man. Again, what's the matter with me? Uh, Lord Tarot says, I just want to say I love Jarlsberg. It gives a whole new meaning to planning a run. Also, I'm looking forward to next month's side of the month, guessing it's going to be Jarlsberg gear. Uh, let's see. Yeah. And then he explains that skill point thing the same. Gordy says, uh, decided to make an account simply to ask about this odd disconnect regarding Jarlsberg's foods mechanically and their flavor text. Seems he had a very highly inflated opinions of the foods he cooked, as well as pretty negative opinions of the booze he created, which is one of the reasons I find this all somewhat confusing. His ludicrous ideas for beverages are actually slightly better than his consummate and immaculate foods. However, this contrast also exists with most regular foods as well. Mechanics-wise, the food he creates on average doesn't seem particularly wowing, I'd say, but I guess due to never eating food made by other people, he truly never compared them. The Rubens Boris demands from random people are better than every single sandwich Jarlsberg makes, except for the ultimate breakfast one. Well, yeah, but he, Boris can only get one sandwich, right? You can't fill up on just those sandwiches the way that you can on stuff that you conjure as Jarlsberg. Actual question. Does he actually have a bias towards rating the food he creates as being the best for no reason, or are they actually the best and Jarlsberg suffered from a condition where everything he ate gave him half adventures, including his own food? It was just a long time ago. So food wasn't as good. Right. That's why people were shorter. Also, why does he get steel liver instead of stomach? Uh, Because steel liver is the default. Stomach was just... I felt that giving Boris the capacity to drink more would harm one of his character traits, which is that he was a lightweight drinker. Um... And that's not the case with Jarlsberg. Dive asks if HTTPS will ever be supported on the game. Uh, my commentary on the question, you just need a local SSL certificate. You don't need to pay for a cert. Well, we already pay for a cert. Um, we just got hung up somewhere in the process of testing, rolling it out. And I don't remember where. And it was aggravating, so we just forgot about it. Um, what, what we were trying to do was make it so it, it only runs HTTPS on the login page, but that it doesn't throw that weird thing when you are redirected from a secure page to an insecure page where you have to, (coughs) you get like a scary question from your browser. Mm. And so we were trying to, we were trying to test it on dev, but there was something weird about it. And so now I think dev is running HTTPS all the time, man. I don't even know. Um, KOLCON X, previous year's items question. When will you make a decision about previous year items? Are the prices on the previous year's items going to keep going up or only go back X years? Um, I think that I'm just going to keep increasing them by $10 a year. Like, because it's kind of funny. You know, and I, I don't eventually, hopefully we'll be around long enough for uh, for a hippo to eventually cost $1,000. Hmm. 
On the bucket, I donate and keep the Mr. A's when it's something I don't want, like the bucket. When I have enough spare Mr. A's, I'll get a golden Mr. A, but generally I get most items of the month. Oh, well. I wonder if that means you're not going to be able to get next month's item of the month because we ate up your, your donate for this month. Uh, Captain Kirk says, why are seed packets untradeable again? Uh, is this an old decision that still has meaning now? W- well, I mean, they're untradeable for a couple reasons. One is that those being an item is probably not it probably would have been better if they had been a thing in the account menu rather than an item because then people wouldn't have wanted them to be tradable they were conceived as a garden not as a packet of seeds but we had to figure out how to support multiples and we just made a decision that made it so there are those items if you could transfer them between people no one would have bought them that's that's the the shitty answer. Um, hey guys, says Sterlock. I just played actively again after several years of logging on sporadically now and again. You guys have really outdone yourselves with the challenge paths and content familiars. As a player who's been around nearly from the beginning, I'd like to congratulate you on ten years of fine work and endless entertainment. It's a shame Word Realms most likely won't be playable to the blind, but at least I'll always have good old KOL to keep coming back to. Sort of feels like coming back home after a long time. I can't wait to see what you guys come up with next. You know, a Word Realms MMO will be playable by the blind. I am... I am committed to that. Um, there will be a textual interface available for it. And that's part of part of why I want to do that is to make sure that we keep an acceptable layer of abstraction between the client and server side of it. And it'll make it a lot easier to just like quickly develop and test content if we can do it without even having to have placeholder graphics in place right and you know I, I imagine that I will do some of my playing of the game from that text interface just because it'll be leaner and faster and I don't need to see the pictures um, but yeah I, I like I hope that I don't end up breaking this promise to you and and JB and the other the other blind players that we're aware of but like if I was blind I would really want there to be MMOs with sizable populations and ongoing content support that I could actually play, and so I am pretty committed to making it so that that is a thing that exists in the world, um, and I will always do it if I can. Um, so yeah, that's a thing that has never come up before. So thanks for coming back, and thanks for writing in, Starlock. Uh, Russell Brother says, "Into Age of Yoris and loving every minute of it. I do feel that you dropped the ball on one idea that would have fit in perfectly. Where are our cosmic crackers? Everything tastes better on a cosmic cracker. Huh? Is that like frat angels stand in a circle? Yeah. Or, or, uh, mm-hmm. I'm kidding. The content is great, and I'm waiting every day for rollover so I can play more turns and discover new things. Well, yay! I know." Uh, is the tattoo says Matatansi from the pretentious artist for the Game Informed Power Daily Pro magazine outfit supposed to be blank or is that a bug? Yeah, I just keep not doing it. I hate drawing tattoos, and now I'm now I'm it's I'm in a shame spiral about it. I'm so ashamed of having not done it that I don't want to think about it long enough to do it. Mr. Scullet, it's a shame spiral. Sporky McForkenspoon says, oh, that, "What a great name." 
Uh, I ended up being one of the people who accidentally used the perm skills in Age of Yoros bug before it was patched. While I totally agree that these bugged runs should not be able to qualify for the leaderboard, I must say having both sets of skills was super fun. Was amazingly fun. Is amazingly fun. I would love it if it were possible to play a casual Age of Yoros run in which I had all my Age of Yoros skills as well as my regular skills. Please? I don't know. I think that that becomes the, like, super de facto farming path. Mm. Like, I think we're going to have to run some code. And... It, enjoy this while it lasts but I think that because of that we're going to have to run some code to start stripping skills away from people who aren't who shouldn't have them how do you mean? people who because there, for a while and this lasted a couple days because it popped up and I didn't notice it in the devlog so it didn't get fixed until Monday but if you drop from hardcore to softcore age of Carlsberg it would give you all of your normal perm skills back oh um, so, and that, that was how Meow did that two-day run, like, because that just wouldn't have been possible, I don't think. It might be. I mean, people might do two-day runs, but um, not on the first try. Um, but yeah, there are still people who are in that boat, and they they are going to be at, like, a weird, crazy advantage for, like, farming or world events or whatever if they stay that way. And so we're going to have to we're going to have to forcibly stop that from happening at some point. It's not like a crazy priority. Any board that any run that hits the boards now will be beatable under those circumstances. So Linkweedy lad says, Chick, how do you and your friends prepare for long hikes? Are there certain exercises that you do each day? Also, what are good things to pack that don't weigh a whole lot? Well, it's not about good things to pack. It's about the things that you need and getting the lightest of each of them that you can afford. So, like, a tent is a good thing to pack. Eh. And a tent that doesn't weigh a lot doesn't weigh a lot. Um, food is all about getting as much calorie density in weight as possible. Uh, so, like, macadamia nuts are pretty good. Um, a lot, like, trying to get a lot of car, like, instant mashed potatoes and stuff. Um, and pasta. Exercise, you, 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 you say that what you're going to do is you're going to fill a backpack up with bricks and c- climb up stairs every day, but then you do that like twice without the backpack. Right. Um, and only you know, because there are multiple levels in the home where you live? Preparing for, pre- preparing for Rainier, actually, we did, <laughs> for a while, Hot Stuff and I would, when we were both in San Diego for, for Comic-Con and were able to like sort of guilt each other into doing this, we just, there was like a 15 story staircase outside in the apartment building that we stayed in. And so we'd go up and down that a few times a day, um, just to sort of get that exertion and, and cardio back. But it's, you know, you basically prepare for the second day by being miserable on the first day. Hmm when it comes down to it I mean you gotta you can't just start from zero you can't just start from being in bad shape or you're gonna be super miserable the entire time like you'll wake up on the second day and just not be able to go anyway Uh, Canifier40 says what are your thoughts on making cream faction a term Uh, it makes me uh, it makes me regret that double entendre in that trivial update that prompted all this hmm Makes me want to raise the level of discourse. Um, 
Any chance we won't be forced to redo the level 10 quest on revamp hit? I really don't want to do that quest twice in one ascension, even if it's significantly different. Yeah, you'll be able to see all of the new stuff, but you won't have to see all of the new stuff. Um, this is the new stuff we go dancing in. Uh, Michael Rain says, I've only done one day a year all so far, but it'll think it'll, I think it'll be very interesting. The skill tree is interesting, and I think it will continue to be interesting for at least an interesting, if not interesting. The minuscule amount of adventures you get is something that I haven't experienced in a long time, but it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. One question, though. If Jarlsberg only eats the things he himself makes, why can he still eat coffee pixie sticks? Because uh, those aren't food. Yeah, that's candy. Yeah, candy and snacks aren't food. We've established that. Also, Jake, a few weeks ago on the 24th, you said you really liked passive skills because they didn't need to be activated and they just sat there and gave you stuff. And I remember you saying some months ago that you really did not like passive skills because of that and that you didn't like players being able to perm all the skills. You even said the Word Realms will only have some small amount of skills available throughout subsequent playthroughs. Did I misunderstand you before? Okay, so as a player, I like passive skills. I don't like the situation that we have in KOL where there are so many years worth of accumulated passive skills that the baselines are so fundamentally different for many ascended players versus starting players um, and word realms it's going to have the sort of the pretty standard or at least common MMO model now which is sort of the guild wars thing where there you have a lot of options for passive skills but you can only have so many of them equipped at a time which I like a lot you know because it lets you specialize if you want to it makes it so the the activities available to you don't increase in complexity any faster than you want them to. Yeah. Uh, oh, one more thing. You mentioned on the radio last week that items of the month were way simpler back in the day. I compiled a spreadsheet of items per item of the month that totally supports this for your viewing pleasure. And then links to it. Oh, man. Yep. It's a graph. Oh, man. Look at that graph. That's I mean, a great graph. I've noticed Thank that we've, we've made items of the month that have as one of like 15 components a familiar that would have been an entire item of the month yeah i mean some of these are content familiars i don't really count that right like the inf the sandworm was not a 61 item item of the month it was a content familiar yeah what's the 70 uh there's an 84 oh that's the dreaming young man that's also not an item of the month those are items of the year now so damn 84 items that was a big ass content drop yeah was good though huh yeah small medium I think as a non-content familiar took the cake by having seven more items than the Tome of Clipart that's awesome thank you for doing that that was that was really uh, that was really nice of you Cannon Fire 40 hey uh, you know what I heard a minute ago was my garage door opening and that heralds the arrival of some delicious Indian food you know what I heard that uh, it's two minutes till 10 o'clock and we should probably get out of the way and let Riper Flavin on the mic yay I agree wholeheartedly we'll, uh, so we'll see you all next week and thanks for listening <laughs>